you know, in times like this, I'm going to sh share something to you that we need to do nationally as well as personally. So I'm going to divide my short, short message into two parts. First of all, how do we respond as a rakyat of Malaysia? Secondly, what is our personal response in times like this where everybody is affected, whether you're a Christian or a non-Christian? So I'm going to divide my message into these two parts. Firstly, what is our national response? What is our national response? In the midst of gloom and doom and everybody is, is restricted in their movements and businesses are shut down and, and, and offices are shut down and uh, what should be our response? I believe during this time we must continue to pray for our nation. Why? Because prayer is the one single weapon that we have against the evil one. The moment we stop praying, we are saying that we give up. Prayer is the one single weapon and it's an amazing, effective weapon against the evil one. In 1960s and 1970s, in Uganda, the HIV epidemic swept through the entire nation of Uganda. One in every four Ugandans were infected with HIV. People were just dying on the streets. It was said at that time that Uganda was the center of HIV in the world. And I remember reading that in the newspapers and in the news. What did the church do? They never stopped praying. We heard first-hand testimonies from people like John Molende and other people who came through this crisis in their country. They never, never, never stopped praying. They fasted, they prayed, they fasted, they prayed. And over a few years, the epidemic stopped. You must remember this. When we work, we work. But when we pray, God works. Come say this with me, everyone, whether in the homes or wherever it is. Are you ready? One, two, three. When we work, we work. When we pray, God works. One more time. When we work, we work. When we pray, God works. And it's absolutely true. In Numbers chapter 16, verse 46, a plague swept through the entire children of Israel that killed 14,600 people in the space of minutes. I don't know what type of plague that was. So virulent. In minutes, 14,600 people died. What did Moses do? We read in Numbers chapter 16, verse 46. Moses then said to Aaron, Take your censer, put incense in it, 
along with fire from the altar. Hurry to the assembly to make atonement for them. What was Moses doing? What was a censer? What does a censer represent? What does a censer represent? The censer represents the prayer of the saints. Number 16, 47, 48. Then Aaron took it as Moses commanded. He ran. He ran to the temple. He ran to the altar of incense. Took the censer. Already the plague had begun among the people. So what did he do? He put the incense from the altar of incense into his censer and he ran and stood between the living and the dead. And the plague stopped. When we pray, we are literally standing between the living and the dead, my friend. That's the only hope Malaysia has. It's incumbent upon the church of Jesus Christ to stand between the living and the dead. Why? Because the incense in the censer represents the prayer of the saints. That's why, my friend, we cannot stop praying. Our nation depends on it. Our national response, therefore, as a Christian rakyat of Malaysia, we must continue to pray. A pastor from another church asked me just a few days ago, Pastor, will you shut down the prayer altars? And my answer to him is this. Shutting down the main sanctuary is strategy. But shutting down prayer altars is surrender. We cannot surrender. We have to pray. Whenever you can, pray. Pray. Because that is the only weapon we have at the moment and the most effective against the virus in our nation. Can I encourage you? Wherever you are right now, can we all stand? And let's all pray for our nation. Let's all join our spirits together, even though we may be separated geographically, but our spirit are one. Can we pray for our nation and our beloved nation, Malaysia, now? Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray in tongues for a while. Oh, Ramanda Kata, da 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Remember what 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 says, If my people, and we are His people, wherever you are meeting, even you may be from another church, listening to this podcast, listening to this video, sermon, pray. Come on, let's pray. Will you do that? Let's pray. If my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. God says, then, then I will hear from heaven. 
then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal the land. Father, Father, right now, Lord, in humility, we humble ourselves and repent on behalf of our nation. And we ask you, O oh God, on the strength of Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, that, Lord, even as we humble ourselves, seek your face and we pray. Lord, you said so. You said, Lord, that you will come. Heal our land. Heal our land. So right now, Lord, we want to commit our country to you. We want to pray for our government. Bless the government, Lord. Bless them. Give the Prime Minister and his task force wisdom as they meet regularly. The wisdom to do what is right, Father Lord, for the good of the rakyat, Father Lord. And help every rakyat to stop all this politicking, Father Lord. And turn to you, Lord. Turn to you. Turn you will answer. So, Father, we pray for wisdom and courage upon our nation, upon our leadership, upon our government. Bless them, Father Lord. And we know that even as we do this, keep praying, Lord, you will come and heal the land and Malaysia will be cleansed from every virus, Father Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bless you and we pray all of this in Jesus' precious name. And all God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. Our national response at this moment is not to complain, not to grumble, but to pray. What then should be our personal response? In this season of dire consequences and national crisis, I've already shared with you earlier, do not be afraid. But let's go one step further. Let's go one step further, yes? We can be afraid. But can I encourage you, in the midst of all the things that's happening, let's take the cue from 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1 to verse 7. Let me read. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me. This is very, very important. A good question. What do you still have? Your servant has nothing there at all, he said, except a little oil. That's all she had. Nothing else left except a little oil. But you know in God's economy, a little oil is enough. So Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors to, for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then after that, go inside, shut the door behind you and your sons, Pour oil into all the jars. Keep pouring as each is filled. Put it on one side. Keep pouring, keep pouring. And she left him and shut the door behind her and her two sons. It's very important. 
She brought the next generation with her. Brought the jars to her. Who did? Who brought the jars? The two boys. The two boys brought the jars to mum, and she kept on pouring, kept on pouring. And when all the jars were full, she then said to her son, "Bring me another one." He replied, "There is not a jar left. The oil stopped flowing." She went and told the man of God, and he said, "Go sell the oil and pay your debts. Pay your debts." You and your sons can live on what is left. There was a, such a dire consequences they were experiencing in Israel at that time. Drought came, no rain for three and a half years. Everybody was affected, like here in Malaysia. Everyone is affected. What does the man of God tell the widow? What does the man of God tell the woman to do? And I say this to you: This is what we must do as well. Number one, the key, the question. I want to ask you today, wherever you are, what have you got left inside of you? You say to me, Pastor, I'm very fearful. You say to me, Pastor, I'm afraid. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm human. I am also afraid. But what else do you have left? I ask you, my friend. I ask you with all my sincerity. You say to me, Pastor, I only got a little oil left. I only got a little faith left. I say to you, that's enough. That's enough. Don't let it run dry. Whatever little faith we have. That's enough. Jesus Himself says in Matthew seventeen verse twenty. Come on, church, wherever you are, read this with me. Is it okay with you? Let's hear what Jesus says. Are you ready? Matthew seventeen verse twenty. One, two, three. Because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed. You can say to this mountain, "Move from here to there," and it will move. Nothing will be possible for you. Wow, that's what Jesus says. How much faith do we need? Little faith, mustard seed faith. That's all we need. How much faith do we have? What do you have, Pastor? Little faith. That's enough. That's more than enough, because Jesus says all we need to do now is to have that faith. Wow! And what the woman did, keep exercising that little faith. Why do you think Elisha told the woman, "Go to every neighbor, knock at the door, and ask for jars. Don't ask for a few." He said, "Ask for as many as you can." What was Elisha doing to the widow? Stretching her face. She said, "Sir, I got only little oil. No." Don't see the little oil. Go to the houses. Get as many jars as possible. What was Elisha doing? Stretching that little faith. So I'm going to ask you today: whatever little faith you have, keep stretching it. Keep exercising it. Why? Because as you keep exercising the faith, that faith will grow. That's exactly what happened here. It's a 
beautiful object lesson of how faith can grow. So what did the woman do? The woman went to every house, got as many jars as possible, and very important, she then shut the door with her two sons alone with God. And what did she do? She kept believing. She kept pouring. She never stopped pouring. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 5. She left him, shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her. And what did she do? What did she do? She kept pouring. Keep pouring, my friend. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop believing. Don't stop it. Don't stop. That's what the devil wants to do to you today. He wants you to stop believing. He wants you to extinguish whatever little faith you have. Please, can I implore you in such a time as this, as a Christian, whatever little faith you have, that's enough. That's enough, my friend. Listen to me. Don't let that little faith that you have be extinguished. Keep believing. Keep pouring. And pour what? Pour from one vessel to another vessel. Keep encouraging. Keep encouraging. That's what she did. She poured the oil from one vessel. Hey, we are all vessels, right? We are all empty jars. Jars of clay. That's what Corinthians tells us. All of us are empty, broken jars of clay. But keep pouring. As we keep pouring out, God will keep pouring in. So never stop pouring. Keep believing. Keep pouring. And very important. I saw that, you know. He brought her two sons with her. They must see you. They must see you. She kept encouraging the family, the next generation, when they see you. Can I address to you older folks? Of all the people, you cannot give up. You cannot tell your family, give up in desperation. Of all the people in the world, you must keep up your faith for the sake of your children. They look at you. They look at what you say. They look at your attitude. They look at your posture. Keep encouraging. Keep pouring so that the next generation, they know. I remember, yes, during the time of the coronavirus, my father, my mother kept praying. I remember during the time when the coronavirus in 2020, I remembered my dad, my grandfather. They kept praying and kept believing and kept pouring. And today, I'm a grown-up woman now. And I'm a grown-up man. I will follow their example. Don't stop encouraging. Keep believing. Keep pouring. And I want to believe that even as we do this, whether it be for our nation as we pray, whether it is be per, as we do it personally and we persevere, God will work a miracle as He did in 2 Kings 4. And this miracle will be a miracle of deliverance. Hallelujah. So can I say this to you as I summarize? Our national response, we pray. And keep praying. As a personal response, we persevere.
we persevere. Whatever little faith you have, keep at it, my friend. Keep pouring. Keep believing. Keep encouraging. In families, let's keep speaking faith. Let's keep lending faith to those who are weak. The strong help the weak. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's spend a moment of quietness before God. We keep praying, my friend. We never stop praying. Because if we humble ourselves and pray, God said, I will be attentive to the prayers that you offered in my name. And I will come and I will heal the land. Even as the churches all over Malaysia of every vernacular language, wherever they meet, they pray. We pray for government. We pray for our nation because we all love Malaysia. And as we continue to do that, I want to believe that Malaysia will be saved. And for every one of us personally, whatever little faith that we have, let it not be extinguished. But keep pouring. Keep believing. Keep encouraging. And believe me, your faith will grow. And your children will look at you and say, what an example. I want to be like mom. I want to be like dad. Hallelujah. Father, I would pray that during this critical season and time of our nation, that we will continue to look to you for strength. Because we are going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to the Lord. We are not going to stop praying because if we do that, we surrender. But no, Lord, we're going to fight. When we will join and partner you in this battle, and we know, Lord, victory will be ours. The coronavirus will be eradicated, the coronavirus will be killed, and Malaysia will be healed in every sense of the word. Malaysia will be cleansed. Hallelujah, Lord. We trust you, Father. We believe in you because you're a good God and you're a great God. Hallelujah. Just spend a moment of quietness before God, every one of you, wherever you are in your homes. Tell God, I will not give up. Tell God, Lord, I still have that little faith in you that you will never fail. You have never failed us and you never will. Tell God that I still believe in you. Would you do that? Would you do that? Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You will work a miracle.
you will work a miracle lord our families will be saved our nation will be saved can i invite you to stand with me Let's pray this prayer. Let's pray this prayer together. And after that, I'm going to close in prayer. Are you ready? Every one of you, let's pray this prayer together. One, two, three. Father God, I trust in you. Forgive me, Lord, for my little faith. But I thank you, Jesus, that I still have faith in you. You said I will never leave you nor forsake you. I truly believe in you, Lord. I have faith that you will come and save us. I have faith that you will come and heal our land. I have faith that Malaysia will be healed and cleansed. I commit myself and my family to you now, Lord. I believe that me and my family will be well because we are protected by the blood of Jesus. We will not fear because perfect love casts out fear. If God is with us, who can be against us? No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Raise your hands and rest stretch to the Lord even as I pray Psalm 91 over yourself, over you, your family and your loved ones. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. He is the Almighty God, you see. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the foulest snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you and your family wherever they are. Some of them are not here with you. But the Lord will be there for them. He will cover you and your loved ones wherever they are with His feathers. And under His wings, you and your loved ones will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and you will see the punishment of the wicked. If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord who is your refuge 
Lord says, no harm, no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent, your household, or your family. Because God says He will command His angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. And this is amazing. This is amazing. Because you love me, says God. I will rescue you. I will protect you because you acknowledge my name. When you call upon me, the Lord says, I will answer you. I will be with you in this time of trouble. I will deliver you. I will honor you with long life. I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. Father, we hold on to your word. We hold on to your word that we and our household will be safe. Thank you, Father Lord. May we continue to keep on praying. May we continue to persevere, to have that faith in you, that ultimately it will turn out well. It will turn out well. So separate us now with your blessing. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you this day. May the Lord make his face always to shine upon you this coming week. May the Lord turn His face towards you and towards our beloved nation. And may the Lord grant our nation shalom. In Jesus' precious name we pray and the gospel will say aloud. Amen. Let's give God a good clap offering. Amen.